0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say ladies and gentlemen, I am actually referring to the three people who actually asked us uh, why we stop making podcasts. Uh, on the other side of the planet, it's uh, Harsha, and uh, this is me, Vishal. So, what is keeping us awake this late? It's actually eleven forty, eleven fifty here in India. And what's the time there? It's almost eight thirty. That's not super late, but it is super late here in India and uh, yeah, uh, another Apple event. So we just thought we'd uh, watch it like we usually do and uh, uh, discuss, but uh, this is what happens in our, uh, you know, uh, personal chit chats. But we thought because we started making the podcast, why not uh, let you guys in on this discussion, uh, discussion? So yeah, Hasha, how was the event?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before we actually talk about the event, uh, yep, it's iPhone day. And also to the people who will be listening to this episode, yes, we have taken a break. Yes, we'll, we are working on something exciting. It's going to take a while. So that's why we thought we'll, we'll do this kind of, uh, discussion and sort of give you a bonus on something to listen to. Um, so yeah, coming back to the event, uh, I thought uh, when you compare it with the other Apple events, this was... All right. I mean, for me, this would be number two if we compare it with the total of three Apple events that we've had this year. I would definitely put the WWDC one first because that had like some crazy transitions. We didn't get to see a lot of that on this one, but still interesting things on this one as well.
0: Uh, I like the fact that they were able to incorporate certain elements such as uh, they had a lot of of, uh, visual effects in in this particular keynote. If you've noticed how they brought mm-hmm. out each device and how they showed um, the use case scenarios for most of the device, it was really, really nice. Um, I like this event more than the other two events. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they've. I feel like they've gotten better at it or I've gotten used to this whole format. Maybe it's because of that. Uh, I can't say really, but uh, uh, I like certain angles that they used, particularly how they switched from one device to another device. So I, I was like... I felt like it was more cinematic. Uh, Yeah, that's the word. So yeah, I like this event really. And um, five devices, man. Like, actually two categories, but yeah, five devices on the whole. Uh, That's a Mm -hmm. lot, but uh, interesting, I must say, both these device categories were. And uh, let's just kick off the uh, the the first one. The first one was the HomePod Mini. Uh, Design. What do you think? Uh, What do you think about the looks of this particular device?
1: So the looks, um, I'm not sure if it looks anything different than the other home assistant speakers that are out there. So when you look at the Google Home Mini or the Google Home or even the Amazon Echo devices, it doesn't look radically different. Although it's a very different take on speaker technology, which I found super interesting to have You know, uh, two tweeters and a bass boost system in there in such a small package uh, I think is a really interesting approach and if any of you guys have ever listened to audio on a HomePod you know how good it sounds so I think from a sound perspective it's a great device
0: uh me uh my thoughts on the design well uh, like you mentioned it looks uh average like most of its other counterparts in the market um you also mentioned the Google Home Mini and the Echo Dot. Uh, the thing I like about both of those devices, they're not trying really hard. They're really subtle. Uh, even with the notifications, mm-hmm. you know, mm, Google has brought up its four tiny dots on top of the the device uh, only when you activate yeah. the uh, device itself or when you toggle between the volumes. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the uh, uh, Echo Dot, there's just this blue ring. Now, uh, what Mm -hmm. Apple has done, Apple has also done the same thing here because the Siri, uh, if you've noticed, uh, post the iOS uh, 14 update, it's a really tiny, uh, you know, ball of illuminating, pulsating uh, light. So they've tried to, yeah, they've tried to incorporate that. That's why that whole touch pad on the top looks, you know, with vivid colors. I am not sure Mm -hmm. how to, uh, you know, go about that. But on the whole, yeah, it's it's okay. It's a, it's a it's it's an average-looking device. But as you mentioned, um, the acoustics on this thing, uh, there's a very specific reason why Apple did it because it's a small device and they had to get out the max volume out of it. So um, Apple uh, did its part, I think. That's why they went up for that kind of an acoustic setup. And uh, yeah, uh, we obviously we. we we won't know whether it'll sound great or not. But there are some interesting features that Apple has added to this. Um, uh, some of them are, uh, what's it called? The intercom. I'd really
1: like to yeah. <laughs> like to dig in a <laughs> little deep into this. Okay, so. Uh, all right, all right. Let's, let's do it. Intercom. Yeah, so how does it work? So the intercom uh, basically uses one or more um, HomePod devices. I'm not sure if it'd be working with the original HomePod, but it, for sure, will be with the new HomePod Mini. Um, So if you have one or more devices in your house in different rooms, you can actually use it to communicate with people in those rooms, not having to shout at the top of your voice from your kitchen to the bedroom, which I thought was an interesting approach. Um, But if you looked at the presentation and the overall way that they demonstrated this, I think that, you know, (laughs) it's it's funny, but then I think we're going to be approaching a time where we don't speak to humans face-to-face anymore which is uh sad but then yeah i guess it's <laughs> it's a good technology for sure well what do you think of intercom
0: yeah like you mentioned like uh, when when we, we when we are at home with our parents we we rarely look at them because we are glued to our phones most of the times so yeah this kind of hit me once but then uh, intercom is a neat feature if you have uh, a, a huge house <laughs> uh, but mm. they also showcase a scenario where like you you are in the car and you are uh, in a car that has, uh, you know, Apple CarPlay and uh, obviously Siri is available in it. So you can ask uh, people in your home for anything important. So that I think that feature is like really, really good. You don't have to call anyone specifically. You don't have to like take your phone and dial uh, someone or ask Siri to call someone. You can just like
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know shout on the on the car and you you can just uh, get that message delivered to someone who's at home. So I I felt that is like uh, something that uh, will come in handy. Uh, the other feature that I'm more interested or like, I was like, uh, I thought to myself, why haven't other people thought of it? Like why why haven't other, other smart speakers incorporated this? Like how you can play a song that you're playing on an iPhone and on the speaker without having the speaker to, you know, uh, without having to do anything with the speaker. So basically there's this H1 chips that takes care of the audio. Uh, peripherals zen the bluetooth connectivity of all your apple devices so when you get when you're playing a particular song um, via your uh, uh, iphone let's say and you are close to a and this this particular homepod mini it'll detect that it's playing and it'll automatically start playing that song like you can you can do that so you don't have to wait connect and choose to play the song so i thought that was interesting
1: yeah so i i agree to that it's definitely a neat feature but um, if, it's, if it's only music, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, if it's voice recordings or if, you know, if someone sends you a voice message, listening to that and, you know, just for the couple of seconds and then hearing that on your, you know, HomePod mini, which is obviously louder than your phone, I'm not sure if that would be something I would want it. To do, But uh, yeah, it's definitely nice that it detects uh, that your iPhone is in the area and your audio plays from a better speaker and you have a better experience overall, I guess.
0: Yeah, that feature is mostly restricted to certain apps, right? They mentioned a couple of apps that, you know, uh, Hmm. can only avail this particular feature. And um, most of your messaging apps, even your iMessages are not part of it. So I think they've gotten that thought. They've thought about this particular feature, I believe. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, this is one of that neat feature. And uh, obviously, there is like uh, you can connect multiple, multiple, multiple home pod devices and, and make sure it plays in stereo, like get out like, perspective audios and all that stuff. That is like common. It's pretty, pretty out there. Uh, I think that's it for the home pod mini. Uh,
1: yeah, the price, obviously. Yeah. The price. The price, I think, is re- something that's really attractive. $99. I think that's a great price because the recent Echo, uh, Echo, yeah, the normal Echo, which now changed changed into a ball shaped, uh, I think that's priced at around ninety nine dollars, which I think is a really competitive price, and more than anything, I'm impressed with the fact that uh, on on the audio audio quality of Apple, so yeah, on that front, I think it's a really competitive price, but
0: uh, uh, if you you know. If you pay it against the recently released Nest Audio, I believe even that device is aggressively priced, uh, the the Google Nest Audio device. Uh, I think with yeah. it's conversion rate, it'll amount to around uh, 7,500 rupees, which is almost equal to $99. So... Mm. Yeah, there is. Like if I guess it depends
1: on which, which ecosystem you're in.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, that was the HomePod Mini. Moving on to the iPhones. Uh, man, it was raining iPhones today. Like So, uh, there are a <laughs> yeah. lot of screen sizes to talk about. I'm pretty sure we'll get all the numbers mm-hmm. wrong. But uh, that one number that we won't get wrong <laughs> is that there are four iPhones. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all of them have 12. Yeah. 12 in their naming uh, criteria so uh, yeah so there's the standard iPhone 12 there's the 12 mini uh, uh-huh. both of which are similarly built uh,
1: they finally updated their uh, actually the internals are the same i mean we can just talk about the iPhone 12 the internals are pretty much the same between the iPhone 12 and the 12 mini i think only difference is the screen no
0: yeah the difference is only in the screen obviously uh so the 12 and the 12 mini uh, both are built the same uh it's it's got a glass build uh, front and back uh and uh, they've obviously they worked with corning to um, bring out this uh new type of glass so uh, apple states that it's like four times durable than corning's latest glass and they're calling it a uh, ceramic shield uh if you guys uh, do not know uh, it's a company that makes ceramic coating for uh, supercars in india i think apple will be under a trademark issue when they get it out here uh, yeah this is a ps5 joke inserted so yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> like like they demonstrated like last time with their a14 chips in their ipad air obviously that chip is making its way into all their all the new iphones uh, the iphone 12 uh and uh, yeah it is the it is their best uh, processor on a smartphone right now it's obvious it is given and uh, uh, they did flex some of its uh, advantages though uh, we'll come we'll get to that later. Uh, so uh, the interesting thing is that uh they have updated the displays on the on the on this particular 12 when you compare it with the uh, iPhone 11 in terms of res- resolution the type of display, and uh, obviously, they have eked out uh, the bezels even more. Uh, it's more uh, to the corners, and it's more rounded off. Uh, then uh, they didn't mention the battery. Like usually, Apple doesn't mention about the battery capacities in their presentations. Uh, what they did mention is how uh, this thing charges itself. Obviously, that is wireless charging. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yep. they've brought back a, a particular technology from the past. The You remember the MagSafe charging for your MacBooks and stuff? So they brought that back uh, as uh, a wireless charging a MagSafe uh, clip-on. So basically, there's magnets on the back of the device.
1: Yeah. But before, before we skip ahead and talk more about the MagSafe technology and how it works on this particular iPhone, for those of you who don't know, MagSafe is basically a way in which you could uh, magnetically attach your charging cable for your MacBook laptops. And they discontinued that when they introduced the MacBooks with the USB-C charging in it. So they have brought back the same name, but in a new form factor in the iPhone 12. So yeah, go on. You were, you were telling me about how the MagSafe uh, technology works. Yeah
0: so basically there's there's this whole set of charging induction coils at the back of the phone now what apple has done is uh, they've added a magnetic ring above the coil and um, this will ensure that every time you place your phone on the magnet or sorry a charger a magsafe charger that it aligns itself properly now uh, this is one advantage obviously the other advantage is like you can add on other accessories like maybe a cover that is just used to snap into the phone properly. Or uh, it could be later down the line, something like what the Motorola did with its Moto mods, something really similar, Uh, or what the Essential Mm -hmm. phone did with their, uh, you know, 360 degree uh, camera mod for the Essential phone. So uh, something similar to that, but uh, it's the use case scenario here is like much more practical, I believe. So Mm -hmm. kudos uh, to Apple for that. And they have this new line of, MagSafe Charger, which charges your uh, Apple Watch and the iPhone at the same time. So it's taken them, I don't know, uh, forever, but they've got it out. Uh, It looks neat. It looks portable. Uh, That's what I I infer from the first few uh, images and videos. So um, that's cool. Apart from that, they have the same old uh, camera sensors uh, carried on from the 11. Uh, The... The wide angle the ultra wide and the wide angle normal wide angle standard wide angle lens and an 8MP uh, selfie front facing camera uh, yes they have expanded night mode to all their lenses in the uh, 12 which is a good thing and they are also pushing that out to their videos uh, another advantage for your iPhones uh, the iPhone 12s. Uh that's about it I guess for the uh, uh, for this the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Mini. Yes, that, I think that's it. Uh, the pricing, which is interesting, by the way.
1: Yeah. So the iPhone 12 Mini is going to be six hundred and ninety nine dollars, which is the same price as the Pixel Five, and then the regular iPhone 12 will be seven ninety nine. Um well, What do you think of those pricing? Very aggressive, really aggressive, man. Like um, <laughs> it just stole all the
0: other, uh, all the all the thunder that the Pixel 12. Uh, sorry, Pixel 5 had. So the 12 mini is, uh, I think it's going to sell like hotcakes for sure. If people are okay with that uh, screen size. Um, mm. So yeah, that's definitely there. I, I kind of prefer the 12 more. Uh, because uh, if you have a, a larger display and you if you have a display that's able to crush out HDR content, I think you should have a slightly bigger display than what the mini offers. Other than that, um, yeah, man, I'm sold. I'm I'm, I'm content with the pricing for the for both the devices. So <laughs> yeah, uh, moving on, moving on uh, to some pro category. The big boy. Yeah, the big boys <laughs> of the the, the night and um, the iPhone 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max. The difference in both of them is uh, well, it's not just a screen size. Apparently, uh, surprise, surprise so uh the 12 pro max gets a bunch of new camera sensors okay so yeah all, all the all the lens like they do have a new seven ray seven array lens in the iphone 12s but uh the sensor on the 12 max alone is new because it's a larger mm. phone they're able to accommodate yeah. this larger particular sensor and uh, now uh the difference between uh the 12 and your 12 pros are obvious the build Uh, It -hmm. uses, like, much more Porsche materials. Surgical grade aluminum frames and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the material that is used for the glass. All that is different. Agreed. Well put. So, here the difference is, obviously, that it has uh, three lenses instead of two. uh, And all three lenses have been calibrated to use all the features. Like, (laughs) HDR, HDR+, and... uh, yeah, night mode on all of them, including videos. There's something called the night mode time lapse uh, that has been added yeah. to the video features too. Uh, and uh, uh, another thing that Apple was like petting on uh, is like we've always wondered why these chips, why Apple keeps making these unbelievably superior chips when you don't really need them. I kind of got an answer. Yeah, apart from gaming. They they claim that uh, the new iPhones and the chips on the iPhones will give you console-level uh, gaming. But uh, that sounds really funny because consoles themselves are stating that uh, they're trying to give you PC-level gaming. Yeah, PC Master Race. Yes, exactly. So, you see the joke. <laughs> you, see the, you see the joke there. Uh, the thing is... Uh, mm, it, it, you don't really need that much of a processing power for the for the for the gaming in the sense but then apple finally managed to give in a, a solid example as to why they need it so uh, it's mostly with regards to their photography computational photography and uh, they explain it like beautifully i must say uh, they have three lenses and uh, they need to give you real-time output while you're shooting it in in the viewfinder now it's okay to get a real-time output uh, for your still photos but to do that in video, yeah. it's amazing, and uh, they pushed it even more further when they introduced that you can shoot in raw video and uh, stills, and you can view and you can edit in raw in real time, yeah. which is like awesome. Okay, so it's it's uh, it's kind of a big deal, and uh, I finally I finally get to why Apple has been pushing themselves to make these. Uh, Industry-leading or like superior chips. Uh, uh, so kudos to Apple. I was like really taken because uh, the way that it processes process the raw itself is like totally different. And even even another thing that Apple's been doing like uh, really different is how they've changed the way uh, optical image stabilization works. Usually there are a bunch of actu- actuators in the phone that moves the lens around. So, now the lens tend to become a lot more heavy and uh, trying to give uh, OIS to all three of your lenses is even more difficult. So, Apple was like, you know, which is the lighter part, the, the sensors are the lighter part. So, let's just, why not just yeah. give actuators to that and move that. So, that was uh, one, another smart move that uh, I think a lot of people will be doing this. A lot of people will be doing this. Now, uh, I know it doesn't look huge, but the sort of impact it will have When you use the phone, I must say, uh, it'll it'll make all the difference. Yes, they showed us a lot of footage that Harsha kept rolling on. He kept saying like, yeah, they're like straight out of DSLR category. Uh, Some of, uh, I think they even showcased a small film that was directed by uh, um, a renowned filmmaker. I cannot pronounce his name because I would probably mess it up. Uh, He is uh, French, I guess. I don't know, hashtag, give it a shot
1: if you can, you remember. I'm pretty sure you don't. <laughs> I I honestly don't. But then the film was definitely great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just to touch up on what you said uh, back there, um, the idea of using actuators and to sort of stabilize the sensor instead of the lens, it is a very, gen- it's a genius idea because it's taken directly from DSLR photography. So just to, you know, sort of explain to people who may not be well-versed with, um, you know what Apple was trying to do here just think of uh, a big DSLR imagine like you're a wildlife photographer and you have one of those massive lenses and you have like a small camera now in order to balance your uh, camera on a tripod it's better you do it by balancing the lens on your tripod because that kind of distributes the weight and you're able to get a stable shot now what you're basically doing is by you're stabilizing the lens, and that is what the iPhones did in the previous uh, versions, where they stabilized the lens using actuators, as we shall describe. But now, instead of doing that, what they are doing is trying to balance the sensor itself. So, if you're able to balance the sensor using actuators and you know precise movements, you take away the the load that falls on the lens and also you are able to reduce the weight a little bit so i think that's a very uh, you know it's an impressive technology and we are definitely going to see this in other phones in the future so yeah definitely kudos to apple for for bringing it out first
0: uh so those were the devices i guess uh nothing nothing uh nothing unconventional i believe um uh, nothing groundbreaking oh wait we,
1: we we didn't we didn't talk about the price yeah. so the iPhone 12 Pro is at 999 which is the same as the previous iPhone but what's interesting here is that they've bumped up the storage which is 128 gigs i think which is a very smart move and uh, yeah other companies should uh, do this as well uh, and yeah the iPhone 12 Pro Max will be at 1099 again almost the same pricing as the iPhone 11 Pro, Pro Max. So yeah, there you have it. So uh, Harsha
0: talks about the price because he cares about the money because I won't be spending that much to get an iPhone.
1: <laughs> so uh, <more.
0: laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, that's it, I guess. Uh, there's something that we didn't talk about. Uh, it's how Apple is pushing itself to become really green at the moment. And uh, they spoke about how... Uh, uh, a lot of people have uh, adapters and cables chargers just lying at home uh, yeah including like wide earphones when the world is going all wireless so these are all added waste that generate carbon footprint I'm talking like that lady from the video itself damn shit <laughs> this is what Apple does to you, man. This is what Apple does to you. So, basically what they did is... They'll be selling you only the phone and a cable. Okay, they will be chucking out the charger... And other unnecessary accessories that you might have... Lying around in your house. Which is a good thing, I I believe. Because... You don't want too many charges first off. But... They mm-hmm. are giving you a cable. You know, which... Is a USB Type-C. To lightning cable. And... Uh, it's high time that they throw that lightning cable out too. Like... I will yeah. switch immediately. Yeah. If they just give a if
1: a type C <laughs> port to the Apple iPhones. Like I will switch instantly. Like mm. I think I think we're almost there. Now that Apple is including a USB C to lightning, I think the next next you know logical change would be to change the connector on the other end as well which is to USB-C to USB-C. so i, I, th- I think we're almost there yeah, just a year more to go like, i don't understand <laughs> like they did it with their macbooks okay <laughs> then they did it with their ipad
0: this is the only thing that is remaining just just get it out okay i'm sorry i'm just venting, yeah. i'm venting all my <laughs> like frustration out so i'm sorry yeah
1: so uh, yeah i mean we were definitely expecting a change like this to happen i think two years ago but then yeah we still haven't um uh, reach there yet um but yeah just to just to sort of wrap up on the conversation regarding you know apple trying to cut down on emissions and promoting um you know uh, they're sort of helping out with climate change and all that so they say that because of because they're not including the power adapters and the the, the wired earbuds um the box size is going to reduce quite a bit which is kind of an argument i saw coming So they'd be able to ship more iPhones in a, in a pallet. So it kind of reduces logistics costs, reduce emissions, all that. So I kind of saw that coming. Definitely uh, kudos to Apple for doing that. It's a good, it's a good move. It's much needed at this time of the hour. Um, But yeah, that's all we have for you. Any closing comments on the launch event itself?
0: Uh, No, I think it was satisfying. I've got to say it was visually satisfying, cut really well, and uh, yeah, thanks for making October interesting, Apple. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are a month late, but then definitely iPhone day is always interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, the shippings are obviously going to be delayed uh, because of, you know, what we're going through right now. But we can't wait for the reviews to drop and once they do, we'll be sure to talk about it again. Um, so yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode of us just you know reacting as as we watch the iPhone uh, event live, um, and yeah, uh, as we mentioned in our last episode, do let us know if you have any topics that you'd like us to cover in depth. There's some interesting ones in the works, um, and we are super excited to bring that to you. Uh, can't really tell you when exactly because you know we're still trying to juggle between doing this and our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Um, Surviving surviving during a pandemic is hard, man. It's hard. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so that's it from us. Um, Stay safe. Take care. Wear a mask. And yeah. Adios.
0: Adios. Take care. Bye-bye.